Here we go. We're back again. Episode three. We're on this week. The uh, podcast. Oi, my editing skills aren't that good. Are you messing around with your camera and hitting the mic and that when you... I was trying to get my best angle. Mate, <laughs> this doesn't even go out on video and you can play <laughs> the best angle. <laughs> How are you, boys? You all right? How are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. How's, the, how's things been the last week? Anything interesting happening in dad life? Like I said to you before, my uh, little one, Liz, we had like the 12 month um, checkup with like the, um, what they call it, like the nurse or whatever who comes out. And uh, in true fashion, I think she takes after me a bit of a show off. So she doesn't say that much, but uh, the kind of health check visit, a woman brought a few books and had a picture of a baby in it. And uh, Liz just goes up to it and goes, Baba. And I'm like, get in. And she's like, does, she say, does she say that all the time? And I was like, yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, she speaks loads, yeah. I was just like, guessing, not said it since. <laughs> that was Friday. <laughs> that's, that's just standard parenting, isn't it? Yeah, all the time, all the time. All the like... time. <laughs> <laughs> Once. Once. <laughs> How about you, Jones? You've been up so much? Um, honestly, no. I think it's just sort of got into the grind of things, into the routine of things and just sort of work and family and a bit of downtime the weekends. But I have I am actually home alone for a week from yesterday. This sounds uh, close for a celebration. Well, I'm sort of I get a bit panicky in these kind of situations because there's like loads I want to do, but I end up just doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just I'll do this well and for the fact that there's a virus going around that means you can't do most of what you want to do anyway, which is probably go out. <laughs> so, and see your you mate. go out. You never yeah, used to go, go out. Home. <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Got a bit of free time, so I'll sleep. Decide what to do. You in it? Sleep. Yeah. I, I just do nothing. Just sit in the sit in the house on my own quietly. Come on to you, the way Freddie is, you're just like in bed at nine o'clock, catching up on uh, all the sleep you've been missing for uh, the last three years. Absolutely. That's, that's okay. I was, I was like, right, Monday night, in bed for eight o'clock, I'm just going to get sleep like a solid like eight, eight, nine hours kick. I was like fighting with the washing machine at half nine. I was fuming because it wouldn't work. So I was like, put it out, connect it, put it back. I was like, this is not how I envisaged my first free night in a long time face down on the floor fighting with the washing machine <laughs> respect for having a go I wouldn't have even tackled that mate no chance <laughs> okay. mate honestly the, the things you can learn on YouTube brilliant on uh, I'll be on the, on the phone to me old man um, right let's get into it then so this week we said we'd talk about training um, so where we go with this we have no idea. So um, probably a good way to start about it is let's have a little chat about so the guys we've got that are, I say, in a similar boat to us. What do most guys come to you guys with training in terms of goals and what they're looking to, what they're looking to achieve? Um, I think that's the, they're trying to 
look and feel how they did, I say back in the day. I don't mean to sound old, but you know, you know, when you're sort of a bit younger, you've got no really sort of responsibilities. You train all the time. You're feeling good. You're looking good, and it's that not so much the looking good. It's that feeling good as well. Like you're in decent nick. Um, don't mind walking around in a pair of shorts and stuff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And obviously, sort of few years catch up, family work, you know, things get in the way of that sort of regularity. And it's sort of, yeah, that's the sort of main thing most of the sort of dads of train are looking for, a bit of a sort of, can I, can I look like I used to, please, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. I think a lot of them come in like the surface level of a one, you know, lose a bit of weight and look better. Um, I think when you do a bit, of, a bit of digging, it's like actually I've had a bit of a bad back for five years and Oh, when he's hurt, and you know, I've got no energy, and I think you work with them on that as well. Um, but I think, yeah, like as guys, we're always like, you know, this I want to look better, but I think there's always that uh, underlying um, yeah, performance for being a being a human, I guess. Yeah, there's just and there's some some acceptance about, like I said, you, you're not you're not running around as a twenty year old anymore. You're gonna have sort of bad back, bad knees, sleep patterns all over the show other things to concentrate on other than your training and everything so it's yeah so like nearly said there it's like coming with the surface answer which is like lose a bit of weight look better but once you sort of dig below the surface and everything and sort of get a bit deeper answer yeah all, all sorts sort of come out then it's one of like we all still feel like we're 25 in our heads we'll still think we're like 25 but then like the body's going you ain't 25 anymore sunshine <laughs> yeah yeah Definitely. When did you start to feel it, Jonesy? Like, did you have like a certain age when um, something happened where you're like, I'm a bit slower here or I've missed the trick? Like, what was it well, you did? I can tell you exactly when it was. Uh, my last season at Mac, they were playing Tyndale at home and the speed of the game, I was just thinking, oh my God, I'm so out of my depth there. And we were defending like a phases of play and I ended up in the midfield. And the space in between the defenders was like, yeah, I'm, I'm so exposed here. I'm in a lot of trouble. And I swear to God, the fly-off got the ball, started laughing, and then just ran around me. Because he knew, he could see the look on my face like, this bloke does not want to be where he is right now. And I was, there was nothing I could do whatsoever. And after that, I thought, yeah, I'm just, I can't do this level anymore. I'm done. Give <laughs> a shot. Help. 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 Yeah. Well, I don't I could even bring myself to do that. I was just like, I just felt, yeah, I was like, I'm just completely on my own here and I'm in the wrong position and there's nothing I can do about it. And there's some young lad laughing at me as he's running past me. So yeah, that was, that was a, a big wake up moment then. You have that as well, nearly anything like that. And at a point where you felt like my brain still says I'm 25, my body can't keep up with what my brain wants me to do. I was saying, I was just in the gym before talking to um, one of the guys who works there and he's 40 and we were having a bit of a laugh and he was like, you know, you're not that old and I was like, honestly, I said, Matt, who's the manager, I went, you know when you just run up the stairs, like you can just run up the stairs and not think about it. Now I'm like, I did it once and I was like, my legs didn't quite catch my brain <laughs> and I was like, I've got to think about running up the stairs here and I was like, like stumbling up the stairs like all right i could just you know just run straight away and now i'm like hold on i need to like plan my route up the stairs now before i start so i think if that transferred into like sprinting or whatever it's like the 
I don't know. Like this, I'm like kind of missed the trick on probably running off speed or something. Yeah, I know it's just I know it sounds daft, but just just starting up the stairs, I was like, hmm, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> might be like being smaller, like like things like that. I'm more out right with, but I remember it at um, pre-season training a few years ago and going like it probably was. For me, I felt like once I got over, like people say, like thirty is the marker, and I thought what like pre-season after I was like turned 30, it was so much harder to get fit and to, to stay fit than it was in my 20s. I remember doing um, you know, like coat hangers. You start on like the halfway line, you run through like one set of yeah. full length of the pitch yeah. back to the halfway line again. I remember doing them. I was like looking around like, like doing it backs and forwards. And I remember looking around going like, I'm at the back. Why am I at the back here? And everything like that. And then uh, realised the only two other guys that were holding me, one of them was like, the coach or like uh, player coach, so he wasn't doing it. He was sitting out, and the other one was like hobbling off because his calf had gone and was hobbling <laughs> over. To the He's and not the other oldest one is, but like, um, yeah, it's, it's mad how you you suddenly get to a point where you go like, I can't do the things that I used to be able to do. Yeah. So, yeah, how has it affected, like? Let's take it into training. How's it affect? Or yeah, let's go with our training first. So, what? How does your training reflect? Kind of that being older, being not being able to do, or still wanting to be able to do as much and stuff as you could when you were younger. Um, to be fair, it sort of like played into my hands a little bit with my kind of training because I'm not one to like go to the gym forty-five minutes sweating everywhere and then skip out like just trying to like lift as heavy as I can and taking my time in between so it sort of fits in quite nicely with maybe sort of being less energetic shall we say um but regards to sort of keeping strength and stuff it's been pretty much sort of sticking around that point so yeah it's all right really how about you Neely um, I think my kind of finishing rugby and getting into like dad life was like a transition. So um, just I, I think my first, like when I finished rugby, I was like, right, I'm excited about kind of rebuilding the body again. Like I can kind of do any overhead pressing, obviously from playing rugby. It was, I just wouldn't go there because my shoulders are always too stiff to do anything and then get a bad back if I did any overhead pressing or anything like that. So I've kind of, do I want to use the word functional? I don't know. <laughs> it's got that broad range of word functional, isn't it? Um, but I've enjoyed doing different stuff and um, getting into slight bodybuilding, but some focusing on good movements as well and um, getting into that. And I still have little bits like I would do at a rugby, like a clean and stuff, you know, just to feel a bit powerful every now and then. But I wouldn't necessarily add, you know, massive amounts of weight on there because I don't need to. And that extra set I'd probably shave off now where I might do, I don't know, five or six sets of cleans or something where now I've got, you know, three's enough. I don't need to push another 10 kilos. So I think mine would be like move better, progress my body so I'm not, you know, broken, but also trying to look good in the process. I think like you said their functional's a bit of like a, it's become a bit of like a Mickey Mouse term, hasn't it? And it's been bastardised a lot, I think, in the fitness industry and that recently. So what, I get, I get what you mean with it. What do you, what do you mean by it in terms of like being functional? 
Um, I think it's like moving different planes of motion. Um, single leg strength, you know, are they both matching? You know, kind of move different directions. You know, like a single leg RDL or something like that. You would say, you know, would you put that under the functional bracket? Um, you know, just being able to move well, like... Um, started focusing on like I did a lot in lockdown just just with a kettlebell because that's all I had so getting creative with it and you know like you say bastardizing the word functional but I think it's just moving better like I love um lateral movement which I probably didn't do enough of playing rugby because everything was like kind of linear back and forward with with my training you know with being a sportsman I'd have to move sideways you know kind of but never you know, did that moving, but... you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like rugby league. You just run out of the human strength, yeah. don't you? Mate, <laughs> from Cardiff, I'm tackling. It's not. Mate, it's a different game to me. Everything was about moving sideways to avoid contact and get away from people. Or just pure contact. <laughs> much I just ran straight, and uh, yeah, that's why my face has got about ten scars on it. But yeah, I think it's probably like multi, you know, multi planes of movement. Um, I just thought about different. Um, Instead of kind of doing a conventional deadlift, you know, or doing, you know, a suitcase deadlift or something like that, you know, like I just changed it up, that kind of stuff, just to see if I can pick up weights in different planes. But uh, that but was like, for me to play with. So, like functional movements and stuff like that, is in your sort of conscious thought, like just simple things like bending down, picking up your kid, playing a bit of footy, going for a run and stuff like that, like. Like, I know I don't really train like that. I train a bit differently because I just I like, I like to lift heavy stuff. But it's always conscious in my mind, like, can I pick up my lad or can I go into the park and run around with him and stuff like that? And it's, and it's these little things that, you know, okay, I've got my own trainings and I do what I want to do, but I always do little bits that's going to help facilitate being able to either sort of keep lifting the, the way I do or... And most importantly, is being an active dad. Like, I don't want to be yeah. sort of sat there like, come on, dad, come and play. And it's like, yeah, uh, I can't at the minute. I've just got a bad back or all my knees are playing up again. I, I don't want to be one of those dads. So yeah. I, that sort of my mind a lot with, with, you know, when you say like functionality and movement and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's great with you though, Jones, it's like, you shouldn't be afraid of lifting heavy because it's not dangerous, is it? You know, no. like, I think being weak is dangerous. I think if you're a dad, yes, you know, don't mm. be the guy who's doing a single leg BOSU bottoms up kettlebell squat or something. <laughs> you know, like, that's just, you know, like, do a good deadlift and then, you know, if you want to work on things. That's what I like about your training. I think it's showing people, you know, it's not dangerous. Lift heavy because you can, you know, just lift within your, your strength. Okay. Yeah. I think like I think from trains, one of the things I have is like obviously clients come to us and we have, they have goals and stuff that they want to achieve. Like we just spoke about it. Like you know, people want to feel better, they want to look better, and things like that. But then for me, I guess like I have goals for their clients, and I think part of it is because of my experience, like like what Jones just said. Then in terms of everyone needs a kind of like a certain level of athleticism to be able to go and do the things they want to do. And for most of us, that is picking your kids up, running around in the park with them, doing, you know, having fun with them without being like, you don't want to be that dad. If we took everything on surface level, like you said before, nearly guys come to go, yeah, I want to look 
lean and you know a lot of looking shape and everything like that. If we just look purely in looks, you'd end up to that point where if you took it to the extreme, where guys are kids are going, right, come on, dad, come and play. And it's like, I can't, I look amazing. I've like got massive shoulders, big pecs, and everything like that. But when it comes to fitness and fit, like lifting and moving, like body saying, no, nah, it looks the part. But yeah, can you imagine like trying to like go out and start with your kid and you start like breathing like Darth Vader after like four steps? That, you know, it's not for me, that's not you know, like for some people, don't go wrong. Like some people, are like, yeah, look, I've got a six pack and decent sub five body body fat and everything, but you can't go and kick a footy with your kid up, run around with him and stuff. Now, for me, that that wouldn't be that wouldn't be priority up there. I, th- I yeah. think. I was going to say, Sorry, mate, for, for me, it's kind of like what we mean by functional. So you see a lot of stuff in the fitness industry. Functional is like what you were saying, like people still jumping around on BOSU, doing stuff on single legs on it, upside on a Swiss ball or whatever. But functional, I think, for what we're talking about is training so that you are kind of free from injury. You can train heavy, like, and safely, and you have a certain level of athleticism to be able to go and do whatever you need to do in daily yeah. life and run around with your kids and you know, yeah. play sport or whatever you want to do. I think the best one I heard on uh, functional is it's like, it's whatever for your purpose, isn't it? Because I think I, I can't, don't remember who said this, but it made me chuckle was uh, a seated single leg extension is functional for if you're, if you're in an art kicking contest. <laughs> so, you know, like, like it depends what you want to be functional for, doesn't it? Like, yeah, that's yeah. the question. I think one of the ones I had, one of my clients, is he used to, you know, go running and going up like Rivington and Bolton and things like that. And um, he got to the point where he was scared about, you know, running in the woods and stuff. But his kids were getting older and they're going out up hills and things like that. And he was the guy who came to me and wanted to look well, um, you know, look good. And I kind of yeah. sneaked a few, you know, like, I guess you guys do this, you know, like functional stuff, you know, picking up kettlebells properly and... Um, I remember he just come to me one day going, oh, I went running up Rivington the other day and I wasn't scared one bit. I felt really strong on my legs. And like for me as a trainer, I was like, I'm more bothered about that than you looking, having this good six pack. So yeah. I don't know if you guys do that, like sneak stuff into sessions, what might be like, this will make you better. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I can say, yeah, I think that's one of the things about being a good trainer, but it's, it's I get what you're saying as well, that it's more rewarding getting reports back like that than it is seeing like the massive, Kind of transformations in people where they're getting packs yeah. that means more. Yeah. So I always find like with the sort of transformations, like yeah, okay, drop drop some weight, looking good in the pictures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it all boils down to a feeling and like having more confidence in themselves. And like say me, what maybe was saying there, like when your clients like, oh, I'm, I'm just, I was more confident going on that run, like I wasn't scared and everything. It was like mint. That, bit, that comes from you looking good, feeling good in the gym, being able to perform certain lifts yeah. and everything like that, and, and then being able to sort of transfer that in, into life and being able to enjoy yourself, express yourself and be yourself. So, so I think the next thing that, like from that then is nearly raised a good point before and seems like we've all probably had this to an extent, certainly when we were like maybe didn't have kids or had more free time is your programming, your, your training could be more structured because like that like nearly said before, now it's a case of I'll just do three sets instead of five because I don't really need to push it as much because, you know, I've, I'm more constrained on time and things like that. So how does your 
programming and structure, uh, I guess, like different on a weekly basis. What do you do if like, like things that it, shit hits the fan and you've got a big, you know, you maybe miss a session or whatever. You've got a week where training um, drops down the, the, the priority list. How do you boys tackle that? Honestly, shrug my shoulders and say, I'll catch that session up when I need to because like, I enjoy training and, and what it gives me and, and what it makes me feel. But if, if something's happening at, with family or work, it's just like, it's, it's just a no brainer. Like it's just that gets dealt with. And then I'll just catch up on, on the training whenever, like, cause I've got the way I sort of my training is at the minute, I've got six sessions and I'll just, I'll go through those in order. And if it's a couple of days in between a couple or whatever, then that's it. Or I might get six days on the bounce. There's no, there's no, I put no pressure around it. Yeah. You know, like I do try and change because it makes me a better person, but I'm, I'm not precious as in like, right, I'm, I'm, this is my time. Nothing can happen. Don't get in my way. If, the, if you need something or a baby needs something or client needs something, like don't talk to me. I'm trained and all that. I'm not like, yeah, priority wise, it just gets down the list. But I'm at a point now where I'm like, that's fine. That's, I've got no problem with that at all. I'll just catch up when I need to. But it's when, it's just when it rolls into four days, five days, six days, maybe a week. And then it's just, you have to have a bit of a, a chat with yourself and go, right, come on, we need to do something. Even if it's just a half hour of something, just need to sort of get back into it and take it over. Yeah. How about you, Neely? I like, yeah, I like that. You know, they don't have like set sessions on set days, just have session one session and then kind of go through it. That way, like you say, there's no pressure, but yeah, I like that. Um, I'm the same, like if I miss, I miss. Like I used to be so, I would train at 10.30 at night if I needed to, you know, because like I must train today and, you know, that kind of went long ago. But um, <laughs> one thing I had to do now with training is I have to warm up or I have to do something, you know, like I just have to, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like five, six years ago, I'd go in and just shove 100 kilo on the bar and go, yeah, it's fine. Um, so if I was to structure a session, I do probably need like 10, 10 minutes of a decent warm up and then, if I'm struggling yeah. for time, I've done a lot of um, you know, like the EDT stuff, like escalating density stuff. Um, God, training. explain that. So, we did, um, so I got, I knew about it anyway, but um, do you remember the uh, DTS guys, Jonesy? The, um, did you yeah, do the DTS ben. course? Yeah. Yeah, so Ben and, and Kev was, I think Kev from DTS, name dropping him now. Yeah, I think he's in like his 50s and he's just in great nick. And I was like, and he's got a few kids and stuff. And I remember looking at him like, God, oh, this guy's great. Because he did like a Turkish gout once with like a 40 kilo kettlebell. And I was like, wow. Um, and then when I did the course, I was at Wilmslow and I was going to train after the course. And he said, oh, Adam, do you want to jump in with me? And I said, oh, yeah. And he said, oh, I'm doing some escalating density. So we, we basically, basically what it is, he picked three, like he did like a big a vertical push. So he did an overhead press, a trap bar deadlift, and he did a pull up. And he said, right, Adam, we're going to go 12 minutes and we're going to do five reps of each and just keep going and just kind of, you know, blow your tank out with it, go for it. And I remember it was one of the best sessions I did because we did it with good form and we had a bit of banter, but I think we did 12 minutes and we did another 12 minutes of like a RDL or something else. But I think obviously with EDT, escalating density training, is just try and complete the five reps 
continuously with the um, that you might pick a squat, a press up, and a pull up, and you know you got right, I'm going to do five reps of each uh, for this next eight to twelve minutes, and then obviously if you did it the week after, you might add weight or you might add a rep or, or more time, so you have got some sort of progression with it. Yeah, I like I I use that a similar thing with my clients. So like what Jones said there in terms of like he has six sessions. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't, might get all six in a week, some weeks he might only get three of them in a week, and, but you just keep rotating through those um, those sessions. Like I, I do some of the things with my, my clients, give them like, their, their goal is to get in the gym, say like four times a week for most of them, four, maybe five times a week. So I give them like three sessions, give them like two strength sessions and then something like that and go almost like, I don't, ideally you'd do one of each of them each week and then one of them a second time. Um, but you, effectively you can pick from the three depending on what you've got on time-wise and things like that are great for half an hour, 45 minutes where you just right. you can lift heavy you'll, you'll get some form of like metabolic adaptation from it because you're going to you're going to try and keep rests short you can eat. so obviously the, the amount you're lifting is going to accumulate through the session and people come out at the end having got a bit of a sweat on got the heart rate up and lifted a bit of weight it's a good way of just effectively hitting a lot of bases in one go and i think the the idea of it as well is so you leave the gym feeling good not like you've absolutely killed yourself because yeah. i think you know like we feel energized after it i think if you're looking at your sessions like i know like we could get really in depth and go right this is what i want from this session but realistically you want to walk out of the gym or your garden or your front room or whatever and just feel better don't you like um, That's what yeah. you want from your training. I say, I, I think there's an element of kind of what we're, for all of us, what we're trying to do is it's a specific, well, for some of the clients that are looking to get leaner, eat less, move more, but it's making that specific for the people in front of you. And one of the things we're training with, you know, say most of us who've got family commitments, kids who demand time and then work, it's like you need stuff like that where you go out of it feeling good. You're not completely battered so that you've not got the energy or the, you know, you're feeling sick and you can't go and do stuff with the kids or you can't concentrate on work afterwards, but you've got benefits out of lifting, getting your heart rate up, getting a sweat on and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I do think, you know, say, I, I, I like that kind of stuff, really. So I guess what are the... Any obstacles we've not covered that you guys feel that like a lot of your clients who are dads and things struggle with in terms of uh, their training? Um, sometimes one that crops up a little bit is is guilt about being in the gym. Yeah. About sort of like having time for themselves to maybe what's not deemed acceptable or I don't know. There's, there's, there's a few times where you can just tell they're a bit, on, you know, they're a bit on edge. They've come in and they're sort of trying to rush through the session and not really engaging that much. So again, it's like working on that relationship you got with your client to talk to them a little bit more and find out a little bit more. And a lot of the time, it is like, oh, I, I sort of, yeah, baby's playing up or the kids playing up a little bit. I felt, I felt bad leaving the house, and it's just having. An honest conversation and just saying, look, if, if things get to sort of a bad point, then we can rearrange. It's no, don't don't feel so restricted that you have to go and stuff like that. And again, it's just 
having that conversation and and having a good relationship with your client and that flexibility because as we all know like kids are hugely unpredictable so with the best one in the world you can say right i've got gym at 10 o'clock buzzing and have some breakfast etc a bit of time with the family like half nine comes around it's like world war three and it's like i'm never going to get to the gym and obviously people are paying for a service and and feel obliged to come and they do want to come themselves because that's why they signed up in the first place but again for from my point of view and, and, and you guys know as well it's having that degree of flexibility to say like look it's fine we'll just rearrange it's like our training when if we have to miss a session we miss a session it's fine we'll just catch up it's the same principle applied for clients and not like right you, you've told me an hour before the session you've lost that session da, 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 da. Oh, I hate that like on, because I always say to him like look ideally 24 hours yeah but you know life doesn't necessarily give you that and kids definitely don't give you 24 hours so again it's just having that flexibility and and making making clients feel that they can do that and they and, and they're happy with that decision and stuff and not feeling guilty so yeah. coming in and just having a having a shit session or whatever and, and walking out going okay now that was a sort of bit of a waste of time i've rushed through it don't feel great i've got to go back to the get back to the home because i need to help out and stuff like that so again just conversations and flexibility and, and making sure you've got that good relationship with your client i think it comes back to like what we said there like a minute ago, me said is you the, the reason we all train is to make ourselves feel good. And that that's mentally as well as physically. So if you're going in the gym and feeling guilty that you're not spending time with your kid or stuff's you know, stuff going on at home that you probably need to be going and dealing with, you ain't going to leave the session feeling, feeling good about things and feeling good about yourself. So I think there's an element of understanding that we're all like, our training, even at times when we're really busy, is there to support us and to make us better at you know, life, being a dad or all that kind of stuff and so therefore you know, there are times where we've got to work it's got to be there to support us and got to work with us rather than something we're trying to shoehorn in to achieve yeah. and, and, and that's what I sort, of, sort of pre-frame with all clients when we're sitting down so like two things like got to have fun and it's got to fit in with your lifestyle with your family and work because exactly just hit the nail on the head there if you're butting up against work and family all the time to squeeze sessions in and everything like that, it's never going to last. Yeah, it's a one winner there, isn't it? So there's a, yeah, because that guy, that guy who's in that rush would probably, you know, what's the point in rushing your session, not engaging, because you're not getting anything out of that, are you? You're just yeah. ticking a box to say you've trained. So you, that guy might, which is probably most dads, might just be better going, you know what, I need to just have a bit of mobility because I've been sat at the desk all day chill out, do some breathing. If I feel good, I might lift something heavy and then then leave. I'll feel better, you know, instead of like rushing it, feeling guilty, you know, you might do half an hour of that and, you know, at least you've got some strength to work, you've chilled out, you probably feel better when you leave the gym. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a client who used to train, like, that like dad, he trained at eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. He was like, I need it as much as anything to like anchor my week. He's like, if I did it, I could probably do it like one evening during the week. He goes, but it, it'd be rushed. He goes, there'd be times I'd be cancelling on it because of work and things like that. He goes, but I do it on a Saturday morning. I know that nine times out of 10, I can engage in it. I can get, a, like, have, we can have a bit of banter. We can have a chat. It sorts my head out. And I can, like, say, work on my mobility, lift some stuff heavy and go out of there 
feeling good knowing that it's still nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. I've got the rest of the weekend to to like spend with the kids and uh, and, and being a good dad. Yeah. So we'll wrap it up there. Thanks to uh, Jones and Neely for joining us again today. Uh, as always, you can check out those lads on Instagram at Chris Jones PT Mentoring and at Adam Neal Coaching. Uh, as always, you can check me out on Facebook and Instagram at Coach Rimmer. And please, as always, if you've got something out of today, if you're enjoying it, please go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave us a five-star rating and a bit of a review. Um, And please share it with your friends as well. And we'll all be back for a bit of fun uh, next week.